Welcome to Wavelengths, a podcast with Amphenol Broadband Solutions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wavelengths, an Amphenol Broadband Solutions podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And advert, if you are listening to this episode and you didn't listen to part one, guess what? Surprise. It is a part two of two. So you're jumping in at the midpoint. So if you missed part one, make sure that you go back to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even our website to get caught up on our conversation with Ben Elkins, CEO of Airbeam, as we discuss bead funding and ACP funding. So I'll go ahead and wait. Three, two, one. Okay. If you're still here, then you probably listened to part one. So welcome back. And I hope you're ready for more conversation here with Ben as we continue to break down, like I said, the larger, um, I guess, fresh set of funds that the federal government has deployed. That includes BEAD and ACP, which stands for the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program and the Affordable Connectivity Program. So we were discussing some of the larger mechanisms for funding behind BEAD. We're going to pick back up where we left off and dig into ACP as well as some more strategies for staying involved and um, you know preparing for millions, if not billions, in funding for your state. So let's go ahead and re-welcome our guest. We are rejoined by Mr. Ben Elkins, CEO of Airbeam, which is a rising Arizona-based fiber-to-the-home and fixed wireless internet provider. And Ben is a 20-plus year veteran of the telecom industry. Ben, welcome back to part two. How you oh, doing? Great, Daniel. Thanks. I'm looking forward to part two. Part one was awesome. So excited to talk more about BEAD and ECP. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure getting you on. So let's go ahead and jump back in. And not to, you know, reveal your whole hand and strategy yeah. here, but if you had to give some useful advice to colleagues in other states, right, that are going through that same process of, um, you know, very proactive outreach, building uh, inroads with these communities that they hope to serve, what do you find is working? What's not right? How are those conversations being defined? What are you hearing from the communities you're talking so, to? So, you know, one of the the key things is Arizona has been very blessed again having a great broadband director. Not every state is as fortunate as us. So, um, I would say you know the states that have the good broadband directors they have a leg up because they, they're they're the they're the engine that makes this whole train go. Um, as for advice to the ISPs, it's going to find the, the communities that fit you. I've been to talk to folks in communities where it's been a good fit. And I've walked away and said, you know what? I don't think that's going to be a good fit. I, I just, and you can get a feel for the community and, and the need and, and what they're looking for. Um, and, and there's been communities where I just was like, huh, I, I, I think there's other companies that would fit them better. So, um, and there's, there's been communities where I'm like, oh gosh, that, that's an absolute home run. I think they would be a great fit. So um, it, it works both ways, right? So shaking as many hands and meeting as many folks and then putting together a list of what's realistic and that you think is a good fit for you and, and uh, your company. Well, I think you brought up a good point there too, that, you know, you're, you're being intentional with the communities that you think would be best served by your skill set yeah. and expertise sure. and right and so i think it's important for isps in this phase to be playing to their strengths yes. and even if there are some communities that like oh man if we got business yeah. there it would not only you know greatly benefit that community but would also be a great you know revenue driver right. for the company but 
there's four other companies that are all going to be yeah, fighting yeah. for that same slice of pie. And, you know, one of them does kind of have the edge up on us, right? I think it's important for ISPs to play to their strengths. And, you know, if that means relinquishing one of those communities, but locking in another th three smaller ones that actually do fit with your ethos and your skill sets, I, I think that's more important. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great point there. I oh, know, Daniel, I couldn't agree more. And, and sometimes, you know, it's you, if you think about what's best for the community and best for the actual uh, residents, that usually is the winning formula because that, that tells the whole story. And if it obviously has to make sense financially for the company, but usually if you, if you think that way first, you put them first, it usually wins. And then that, and it usually goes downhill from there. Yeah. Very fair. All right. I think we've done most of our bead conversation. We're going to go ahead and switch gears here. Um, not quite as detailed because, um, there's just less funds right. and it's a smaller pool, but, um, we also have the ACP, right. That I want to get your thoughts on. This is $14.2 billion that are set aside for quote, qualifying low income households, uh, discounts on broadband service and connected devices end quote. So, uh, can you break down the ACP compared to bead funding? Sure. Uh, how are they obviously different, but then also how do you see them relate, right? Where do they uh, have some synergies? Sure. So as we talked about with bead, right? Bead's the infrastructure, right? To bring access of fiber internet to the underserved or unserved communities. Okay. ACP is actually for any person that already has that internet access that has um, different kinds of means issues. It could be something as, uh, you know, your income is at a certain level. And a cool thing about this is, is people would be surprised who could qualify for the ACP. Um, it, it's, it's based on income level, based on how many children in your family and it ranges. Um, if you go on the pad snap, uh, Medicaid, SSI, uh, WIC, if your kids have had free lunch or discounted lunch, or if you've got Pell grants, you qualify for ACP. What the ACP is, is you get $30 off your internet bill. Um, so let's just say, for instance, uh, you're, you're in a community and, and your, your internet bill is $60. Well, ACP will knock it down to 30 bucks. They do reimburse the ISP for it. Um, so, which is a great, great part. So the ISP still, uh, promotes it obviously, cause they're still getting their money, but it's great for the community. Another cool thing is if you are on tribal, um, and if you're in a tribal community, uh, you get $75 off your um, internet bill. So now you're talking about getting a very good chance to get your internet for free. Uh, another cool thing that a lot of folks do not know about the ACP, if you do qualify for ACP, um, also get $100 off a tablet or a laptop. So another cool benefit that not many people take advantage of. Um, so, and that's something I, I highly recommend uh, for those. Um, folks that do qualify. And uh, I want to give us a, a timely update here. We're recording this on March 7th. Had to, don't tell anyone, I had to check the calendar real quick. <laughs> We're recording this on March 7th. Um, and literally an hour ago from when we were recording this, the Treasury Department announced um, that South Carolina has received um, funding from the ACP. Uh, it's going to connect over 31,000 homes and businesses to affordable high-speed internet. Uh, and 
quote, to date, 34 states have been approved to invest approximately $5 billion of capital projects funds. Um, so this is happening in real time. The uh, I, th I think the final set of funding or the final announcements are going to happen by March 10th. That's at least what's announced. Um, so, you know, thoughts here on this round of funding based on what you've seen so far with a majority of states now having received their funding. Um, you know, do you like where things are going, right? Does it seem like they are being deployed correctly um, in a supplementary way to bead? Just give, yeah, give us your assessment. For sure. I'm a big ACP fan. I think it's a great program. I mean, we promote it. Um, far as Airbnb goes, um, you know, a lot of uh, members of our communities, our rural uh, markets uh, do qualify at, at some level. So we think it's great that they can possibly get a higher speed of internet in their home for a very, very affordable price and then uh, possibly even get it uh, free in, in, in certain areas. So we think that's wonderful. It, it helps out the families. It helps out the community. And I believe ACP will be not just a, a funding that, that's a one or two year thing. I think it'll go on for generations. I think they will keep funding it. And I think it's a great program. And I think that uh, for the folks that need help, this is a great way. And um, Airbeam's 100% behind it. We've been a member, um, a practicing member of the ACP for a long time. We're excited about the ACP and we try to promote it all we can. Yeah. And, you know, to your point here, again, ACP is more customer facing, yeah. right? The, this is funding that's meant to provide discounts, yeah. if not, you know, a 100% yep. rebate on, um, on accessible high-speed yeah. internet access. So since it's the responsibility of the ISP to, or the ISPs in that area to then market that to their customers and encourage them to take advantage of this funding. Um, anecdotally, how is Airbeam marketing ACP, right? What sort of strategies are you using to, uh, you know, frame up the benefits, actually get it in front of people and get them understanding of not only what the benefits are, but how to get involved and take advantage of them. So for Airbeam's perspective, when I came on board, I thought, you know, I knew quite a bit about the ACP and I thought, you know what, we need to really get behind this and really promote it. I thought it was good for our community and good for us uh, as a company. So we put it on all of our, our, our bills. So every time you get an Airbnb bill, there's an advertisement about the ACP. We also highlight it heavily on our website, promoting it. We also have it on a billboard in town as well. Um, we, um, we have two individuals who call our customers um, and I'm dealing with our, kind of checkups, see how they're doing. And, and you know, kind of customer service, uh, we're very customer service centric at Airbnb, but part of the check-in is if you, you know, have you heard about ACP? If you do qualify, here's the website. And we have a, a great program to get them qualified, very easy on our website, super, um, super smart. We give them a few questions, get them over to the FCC website. We direct them right to there or the FCC's uh, ACP page can go get some qualified and back to our page within 10 minutes. And then they're enjoying their the discounts on their internet bill. So for us, it, it's huge. Um, we have quite a few users who uh, qualify. I think we're right now sitting about 92% of people that apply get qualified. So, um, which is a you know, enormously high number. So we're really excited about it. We think it's a, a great program and we're hundred percent behind it. And we, we try to promote it everywhere we can. There, we have uh, uh, door signs and, and yard signs that we put in people's yards about Airbnb. In small town America, those things work. And we mentioned ACP on our yard signs. 
Uh, some of our um, marketing material always incorporates HCP. So I, I don't want to sound like I work for the HCP, but I, I feel like they're, a, they're an <laughs> extension of us. Yeah, very fair. Hey, don't underestimate the power of a good yard right, sign. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it has it has definitely swayed me. <laughs> you know, it's similar to, uh, you know, I always complain about targeted advertising, yeah. but then sometimes I'll get an ad for something and I'll say, you know what? I think I am a fan right. of targeted advertising today. I do want to buy that. <laughs> so yes, yes. To that point, folks uh, out there, you know, ISPs that are listening, take advantage of these funds and do the due diligence to market them to your consumers because, um, you know, as much as the bead program and its infrastructure funding is going to benefit them, obviously, sometimes it's more important for the, you know, um, user base to understand uh, exactly how that funding is impacting them. And sometimes that is easier to do when they can quite literally feel the funds, right? Sure. My bill went from X to X. I got this amount of discount. And I think that creates more trust, more, um, uh, you know, I, I guess authentic links between ISPs and their customer base. So yeah, I, I highly recommend folks get out there, market ACP and, um, you know, let your communities know about it because it's a, it's a great fund. Uh, now just to start to wrap things up, Let's talk maybe some challenges, right? I was going to ask you just kind of what impact you expect BEAD and ACP funding to have on communities that need it the most, but I feel like we've already kind of yeah. touched on that. So let's instead talk some potential roadblocks, right? What might impede BEAD funding or ACP funding from having its, you know, 100% positive impact? Uh, break down some of the challenges maybe you're already seeing in Arizona or, um, you know, something you're seeing at the national level. Well, anytime you have, uh, you know, the federal government, states, and the public and private sector all working together, um, there are possible potholes. So I think um, right now I don't see any um, huge uh, roadblocks for BEAD just because I think they're doing it so well compared to the past. And I think they've learned from the mistakes. I do think, though, that um, the math is extremely important. I think they've done a really good job with the challenges. And hopefully that the, uh, the incumbents, uh, you know, the, the Lex were, were honest and forthright with their, um, with their uh, maps and uh, the accuracy of those. And I, and I believe for the most part, uh, most people's hearts are on the right spot, and they, they did do an accurate job on that. So as long as the, the, the FCC maps are correct, and I believe that if the broadband... Um, you know, the NTAA, the, the broadband directors working together with the ISPs, that all comes together. I think that BEAD is going to be a wildly successful, um, uh, you know, I, I really, in my bottom of my heart, I think it's going to be great. And I think the communities are really going to prosper from this. Um, one of the things I hope that um, the supply chain doesn't allow things or equipment getting to uh, the end users um, that, that could be a, a roadblock, uh, especially with uh, some of the issues in China and Taiwan, uh, outside of, uh, you know, supply chains could be a possible issue or, um, you know, different, uh, geopolitical stuff. I, I, I really like where be positioned and I think it's going to be great. I'm very bullish on it being successful. And let's end on some strategic advice here to you know end on an actionable note. How do you think ISPs and 
you know, other telecom companies uh, will benefit from this funding? How should they start to prepare for the realities of this funding? And how can they continue to get involved in the process? Because I know there's been rounds of feedback. Some of these funds still have ongoing rounds of feedback, right? Um, how should ISPs stay involved and make sure their voices are heard in the larger scheme of things, you know, to the benefit of the communities that need? Well, like there's certain states that I've heard that the ISPs are not involved in beat at all. I think they had a little bit of a sour yeah. taste in their mouth from maybe some of the previous um, grants and, and projects. I think that's a mistake. I think that um, you should give beat a, a look and a chance because it's good for the community and it's really good for your business. I mean, at the end of the day, the government is giving you money to to um, to build that infrastructure for the community. Yes, we're doing this to provide high-speed fiber internet to the communities, but they're giving you free, free money. Now you are matching, yeah. but it's still very helpful. And I think at the end of the day, you should uh, be involved as an ISP. Um, and it doesn't have to be a large involvement, right? It could be like we talked about. You find a lane that you like, um, a community you really like, and um, you know, go after that. I think that's important. And I think um, I think that I think most ISPs get that, but I do think that, uh, that like I said, in some states, I think part of that is leadership. Um, at the at the state level, and, and I think if you have the proper leadership, which Arizona has, um, then it'll be wildly successful. Like I said, I know of some states that that don't have maybe as good a leadership, and and they are behind in their organization and, and and that sort of thing. And it it gives a little bit more of a challenge to the ISPs. But my advice to them is to uh, really look at this hard, um, figure out your financial uh, position, and find out the areas that that fit you and, and your communities the best, and, and talk to the folks. Um, the folks will let you know if, if, if you're a fit there or not. They really will. And I think with that, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. So Ben Elkins, CEO of Airbeam, thank you so much for your time on the podcast today. It's really been a pleasure getting your perspective you know, from Arizona, um, but also as an executive in the industry and just as you know, uh, another another flag bearer for the benefits of this uh, federal funding. Uh, it's been great picking your brain on this. So again, folks, we've been chatting with Ben Elkins, CEO of Airbeam. And Ben, where can folks find out more about the work Airbeam is doing uh, and you know, uh, maybe pick your brain yeah, as well? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, listen, uh, airbeam.com uh, be a great place to start. Uh, we have a great team. We, we service uh, Pinell County. In Arizona, and we we are also in Maricopa County, and looking to expand in other uh, rural parts of the state. But I think Airbeam.com would be a great place to start, and we'd love to have your business. Uh, you know, we're we're one of the last uh, small-minded companies as far as we still talk to our folks every day, but we're still growing, and and uh, we're really excited about the state of Arizona and servicing our our, our customers every day. All right, folks, make sure you get in touch with Ben here. Uh, and if you need some advice on how to maneuver ACP or bead funding, Ben's your guy. <laughs> thank so, Ben, you. thank you again. I appreciate your insights uh, and we'll definitely be in touch for future yeah. conversations. Thanks a lot, Daniel. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. And folks, that's it for the conversation. Thank you again for tuning in and make sure you're heading to our website, amphenolbroadband.com, as well as subscribing to Wavelengths on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for more on our podcast and more thought leadership on trends, technologies, news, and market forces that are shaping the industry. 
I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Wavelengths. Thank you.